Come on, Peter. This is soon. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel her in the room. She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. And she wasn't altogether there. At the end. I just don't want to put any more stress on my family. That's right, folks. We're coming back with a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's right. I'm stealing that line from the last podcast on the left because I have a feeling that, you know, 50 years down the road, we're going to look back at this film as as we do, you know, with The Exorcist and, you know, Last House on the Left, you know, just things that have really impacted horror. That's right. We're talking about Hereditary. So um, I don't know about you guys, but I freaking loved this film. Um, it is it is something else. Um, and I'm going to just say it now spoilers ahead okay this this podcast i'm getting right into the nitty-gritty and if you have not seen this movie um you just need to go watch it because the plot itself just some of the insane plot twists you know you just it's my jaw hit the floor and i it it was you know you just you you almost wish you could hit pause just you could like take a minute to breathe because literally like this film takes your breath away so, um, Hereditary, 2018 American supernatural horror film written and directed by Ari Aster in his featured, featured directorial debut. And it stars, uh, Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Mealy Shapiro, uh, Anne Dowd, and Gabriel Byrne. Following a family who's haunted after the death of their reclusive grandmother, the film premiered January 20, uh, the 21st, 2018, in the Midnight Section at the 2018 Sundance Film Festival and was theatrically released in the U.S. on June 8th in 2018. So, claimed by critics as truly um, upsetting, powerful on an emotional level. And, um, yeah, that's it. Because, I mean, you're basically taking the whole family dynamic and completely breaking it down and, and bringing on forth such awful, horrible tragedy at the same time. Um, 
I can't imagine anyone's family having to go through this. Um, and uh, it's, you know, it, it truly, it's something else. So we start with uh, Annie Graham. So Tony Collette, she's a miniature artist who lives with her husband, Steve, uh, Gabriel Byrne, their teenage son, Peter, Alex Wolf, and their 13-year-old daughter, Charlie, who is Millie Shapiro. And at the funeral of their mother, Ellen, Ellen, Annie delivers a eulogy explaining her fraught relationship with her mom and her extremely secretive behavior. Shortly after, Steve's informed that the grave had been desecrated, keeping it a secret, of course, and uh, Annie thinks that she's starting to see Ellen in, in her workshop. So at the support group for uh, for lost loved ones, Annie reveals that growing up, her family, including Ellen, suffered from a variety of mental illness, and, uh, and that resulted in deaths. So I'm um, talking, of course, of her brother, who killed himself, saying his mother brought in spirits into his body, um, and her dad, who eventually starved himself to death. Um, and just, you know, she just couldn't forgive that. So she never let her mom anywhere near her son, but felt bad about that later on. So she let her near her daughter. So, um, you know, we pick up a few days later at school and, uh, Charlie's sitting in her special education class. So of course, you know, we realize Charlie's got some, some delays, just still quite with it. She's, you know, she's very sharp. Um, and, uh, anyways, um, class playing with one of her makeshift toys when her teacher approaches her about not focusing on a quiz. So next thing you know, a pigeon crashes in the window and the whole class is startled and completely thrown off the, the rocker. <coughs> Pardon me. But, uh, during the break, Charlie steals the teacher's scissors and decides to cut the head off the pigeon pocketing the head. And meanwhile, Peter's struggling in high school. Of course, you know, He's way more interested in smoking girls and, or smoking girls, smoking pot and interested in girls than, of course, in his own classes. And you see that through a text message. And, of course, he's just idolizing the girl in front of him. So uh, later, Peter's invited to a party by a friend um, and lies to his mother that it's a, a school barbecue. And uh, anyways, Annie, Annie forces Peter to take Charlie with him to the party. And uh, Charlie's definitely not impressed. And completely left unsupervised she ends up eating a piece of chocolate cake of course peter did encourage her to do that earlier um she had no idea though that it was does have nuts in it and of course we realize in the funeral that she is deathly allergic because her parents freak out um about a chocolate bar saying there are nuts in that you know like that kind of comment so she falls into anaphylactic shock and peter you know she comes in, Peter realizes this and attempts to rush to the hospital. And of course he is totally stoned. And, uh, on the way there, Charlie opens, um, she decides to open the partially, uh, window or the window partially and climbs out to try to get more air, of course, cause her throat's closing. And, uh, Peter decides kind of swerves the car. And of course she ends up being decapitated by the telephone pole, which we saw earlier on and this strange symbol painted on it. <clears throat> It's kind of foreshadowing. Heard <coughs> me tickle my throat. Um, but uh, this uh, post, you know, and the way there we see it now has this symbol on it, and um, definitely left this, uh, you know, this mark. Something's going to happen there. I, I don't know if you guys, when you see it, like if you pick that up. But I was like, okay, something's going to come back to this post. But I had no idea we we're going to take out this small little girl. Like, oh my god, I was just, just. Like, Jesus Christ, that was awful, um, and just awful, but, and, and anyways, getting back to it, uh, poor Peter, you know, he's left shock, silence, 
just drives home and he's left just lying in his bed with his eyes open still in complete shock after what happened and we kind of wakes you know we start with annie screaming and she discovers charlie's decapitated body so we um you know we see charlie's funeral which was pretty insane i gotta say the imagery there you know we're seeing such a dark thing but it's so beautiful at the same time um beautiful just shot gotta give the director credit um anyways it's of course heightening the tensions between annie and peter and peter suffering from some form of ptsd uh starts hallucinating charlie's present around the house you know he starts hearing that and uh, anyways annie attempts to return to the support group where she's tries to dash at the same time and she's met by a mysterious fellow or fellow member named joan uh by ann dowd and uh, when annie visits joan apartment she realizes she reveals that she used to sleepwalk and recounts an incident where she woke up in peter's room and she to find herself peter and charlie covered in paint thinner with matches in her hand and um this is why he no longer trusts her and um essentially you know they kind of bond from there and uh after some time, Joan runs into Anne at a hobby shop and Annie and at a hobby shop to inform him that he's learned, she's learned how to communicate with her deceased grandson through a seance. For convincing Annie to participate, she shows the connection is real by having her grandson write on a chalkboard. Uh, Joan tells Annie how to perform the seance and following a nightmare in which Annie reveals to Peter she, tried, she purposely attempted to miscarry him when she was pregnant, she uh, can convinces the family to, to attempt the seance. Uh, the event goes wrong, of course, when a glass cabinet is smashed and the candle shoots a flame out of the top. Um, and out of nowhere, Annie, of course, is possessed by Charlie. So Steve douses over the glass of water and Annie's completely like, what happened? Really, really bizarre scene. And uh, poor P- Peter's just left crying. So Annie suspects that Charlie's spirits become malevolent malevolent, and uh, throws Charlie's sketchbook into the fireplace. Um, and only... And to discover that her arm also catches fire. She achieves it and heads to Joan's apartment for advice. But of course, Joan's nowhere to be found. But we get this kind of like zoom in to see inside her apartment. She's got this weird layout with all the, like definitely some seance stuff with um, the family. And uh, she notices her uh, welcome mat. So of course, she runs home and her notices her mom had the same thing. And uh, finds a photo album linking Joan and Ellen. Um, at one of her mom's events and uh, hi- and finds this highlighted section mentioning the demon Paimon, the king of hell, who wishes to inhabit the body of vulnerable males. And uh, Annie searches the attic to find a decapitated body in which she uh, believes to be Ellen, the same symbol and uh, from the telephone pole written in blood above it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Peter sees Joan calling to him across the street during lunch. Seemingly possessed in class, Peter chokes himself and breaks his nose against his desk. Really bizarre scene. He kind of looks at uh, the uh, glass and he sees himself smiling. Uh, Just, you know, really unsettling. So he picks Peter up from school, of course, because mom wasn't there to answer her phone. Um, And he's passed out from the trauma. And they put him in uh, in his room with Annie's help. And he shows Steve uh, the mother's body in the sketchbook, insisting he must burn it so she can sacrifice herself to stop the haunting. Uh, And basically because she feels she brought it on, blah, blah, blah. Steve uh, refuses and uh, believing Annie has lost her mind and moved Ellen's corpse in herself. So he thinks she's the one who desecrated the grave. Uh, Annie then snatches the... uh, sketchbook throws it on the flames only to immediately discover Steve has ca- caught on fire and is burnt to death. I mean, just whoa. 
And then, of course, she then is seemingly possessed by payment. So Peter awakens later that night and finds her bo- his father's dead body is chased by possessed Annie into the attic. A really creepy and settling scene there. Um, of course, discovering the attic, now decorated with cult imagery and the symbol for, uh, from before, Peter then sees Annie floating to the after the rafters beheading herself with garret wire and talk about another fucked up fucking scene like oh my god um i just you know the demon just wanted out i guess like wow uh, but anyways um so peter then of course runs starting to see several naked cult members along his way uh staring at him in the shadows and unable to take it anymore he jumps from a window to escape um and of course is knocked unconscious um i guess it wasn't until i listened to the last podcast on the left you know that this is actually the members from that the the grieving group um you know fucked up crazy shit but uh pulsing light appears to enter peter's body when he's on the ground and he wakes and follows it uh to which was he follows annie's levitating corpse into the family treehouse where he discovers charlie's crowned decapitated head resting atop a mannequin while joan and other members of the coven and the headless corpses of his mother and grandmother bow to him joan greets as both charlie and payment uh, stating that he is liberated from his female host enough is free to rule over them. After being crowned by Joan, Peter stares despondently at the the uh, group of witches, uh, who's now um, you know how, who now worship him as payment. The final scene is sought from a distance, suspended in black blackness, as if it's from a miniature. And I got to say, I loved how it started with a miniature and ended with one. And these and kind of throughout it, you see that it's really bizarre and just a really cool shot. I've never seen anything quite like it. So the cast, you know, really small cast. Like I mentioned, Tony Collette, Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and Anne Dowd. You guys all deserve an Oscar in my book because this is an insane movie uh, that you guys put together and if it wasn't for you it would not have been as uh impact you know it's just left such an impact um definitely going to tony collette and millie shapiro you guys nail it so um production uh during the pre-production the writer director area Oster offered uh referred to his film not as a horror film but rather as a tragedy that curdles into a nightmare um the film that uh, was influenced Astor into making hereditary included rosemary's baby cry whispers don't look now carrie ordinary people the cook the thief his wife and her lover and uh you know i gotta say so many titles and i got a total kubrick vibe and uh not mentioned so kind of crazy um the film began shooting in 2017 in utah um the exteriors of the graham house and the tree house were shot in lake salt lake city um but all the interiors including both versions of the treehouse were built from scratch uh on a sound stage and since each of the rooms were built on uh stage walls could be removed to shoot shoot scenes at a much greater distance than practical location would allow creating the dollhouse aesthetic for the aesthetic for the film <coughs> pardon me um, the release, uh, of course, you know, the trailer came out January 30th, 2018. Um, and, uh, I guess in, um, Australia, it, this accidentally played at a, um, viewing of Peter Rabbit and the families and audience, you know, there was some small panic, uh, but, um, you know, things calmed down, but it was, theater had at least 40 kids in there. So reception wise, this is doing, this film's doing great. Um, it grossed over 
30.5 million in the U.S. and Canada. Um, and so far, you know, that, that just keeps growing, um, in, especially in, in comparison to its competition. Um, now, in critical uh, response and review, essentially it's kind of 90 res- approval response. 90% approval rating um, online with a rating of 8.2 out of 10, um, essentially saying that Hereditary uses classic setup as framework for a harrowing, uncommonly unsettling horror film with whose cold touch lingers long beyond the closing credit. Um, and uh, I definitely got to agree because to this day I'm still talking about it and I got to find people who have t- you know, seen it and uh, I really hope anyone who's seen it reaches out to me because, you know, this film's insane. I think, ever you know, there needs to be a support group for people who've seen it. it. It just, it was, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's scary. It didn't leave me like completely terrified, but it just very unsettling. Um, you know, it, it, Colette giving basically the performance of her career, you know, takes us inside a mother's breakdown. Um, you know, her spirit, her everything, it just comes to to a complete end, and she does an unbelievable job doing it. Um, and uh, you know, those of you who haven't seen it, you gotta go. The music itself, you know, it sets up a really like unsettling part to it. It very much reminded me of the Babadook in that sense. Um, it just you know made me anxious watching it like you just you want to know what's going to happen but you don't you like it's there's a whole reel of uh, emotions here and um it's it's pretty insane so um anyways guys signing off can't wait till next time um you know if you haven't seen this film check it out of course reach out to me um about films i've talked about if you agree disagree you know things you want to talk about want me to you know, review, anything like that, let me know. And, uh, of course, definitely check out at a stranger dream. Cause you get to use my discount code of uh, creepercast 10, which gives you 10% off any of her products, which are pretty amazing. Anything horror related, Stephen King, they're just awesome altogether. Cool. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, you, you really should. And, uh, anyways, guys, uh, definitely uh, keep calm and stay creepy till next time.